Welcome, one and all, to the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast. Right here, folks, we are together to go over AEW Full Gear 2021, the preview predictions. Folks, I am the devilishly handsome outlaw himself, your king of extreme, Phil KOE. We are here at Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, but we are also simulcasting on Big Bucking Empire Facebook page, folks. This is truly historical. It'll go down as the simulcast for the first ever election on network television, the simulcast of Monday Night Raw and WCW Monday Nitro at the same time, and then this simulcast on Big Bucket Empire on Facebook and Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Yes, in that ascending order. Folks, I am the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that makes the other podcast cower, your king of extreme, Phil KOE. You can find me at KOE Nation on YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok, and I am joined by my in. Dominable broadcast partner, the one, the only, the 10-time champion, Tony fucking G. Like, share, subscribe, not just the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, but also to Big Buck and Empire on Facebook, where you can see all of the Big Buck and Empire umbrella shows and podcasts and streams. Folks, yes, it is here, AEW Full Gear 2021. We've got a 10-match card tonight, and... It's it's kind of stacked. There's some that make you scratch your head. There's some that might really just be the drizzling shits, if we're honest. And there's a couple sleepers here that really might be something absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at two potential match of the year candidates here. Okay, that's... I like that. I like that. Okay, so Tony... Since we, without... uh, since we didn't get to do a proper crown jewel review, I'm not going to... Everybody knows the results of that show, but... For those of you fans of the RWP, you'll know that I was almost perfect. I was almost perfect. I had Finn Balor going over Xavier Woods, and unfortunately, Xavier went over Balor to win the King of the Ring, and that was the only thing I called wrong. Somehow, Chicken that Sources came through and called a well. perfect card. Other than that. He and I were one match different, and it was the one that came down to it. He did recapture the RWP title, and now, Ooh. damn it, Phil, we gotta we gotta do something about this. Because do you, do you see him here? We don't. I don't, I don't see we him. Don't. Here. I mean, we gotta take this title back. Uh, we will now. We're at a huge disadvantage, folks, because Chicken is going. He is clearly and Chicken. I know you're watching, uh, watching this right now as we speak, awaiting, and he's going to have his computer ready to just type out the statistical probabilities. The moment we make our predictions, Chicken will be punching it into his chickenly algorithms, and he will be trying to find whatever way he can to defeat us. But folks, I, your king of extreme, I'm going to rise above. Has he? Oh, are you telling me like? Oh, he just he just. Said no, it. not yet, not yet. Okay. Yes, he, but I, your king of extreme, will rise above. Hey, what up there, yanked? And I will give, and yes, this philosopher king here, Phil KOE 2024. Yes, do the right thing. Vote extreme. Vote Phil KOE 2024. Now, getting back into the event, but yes, I, your king of extreme, I. Don't worry. I'm going to take this belt. No problem. You're going to watch chicken copy about 90% of my picks with a slight variant. And that's going to be it. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. 
Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I understand this. But chicken, you rapscallion, ne'er-do-whelps, sniveling sack of snake feces, we are going to defeat you at Full Gear 2021. So, Tony, before we get into it, is there anything else you'd like to say to that no-good, low-down, just despicable champ, paper champ, if you will, chicken? (laughs) No, I, I think he knows his days are numbered. And here's the thing, folks. We just did the Crown Jewel show. It was not exactly a standard pay-per-view. It was in the middle of the day on a Thursday, so we didn't get to do a really good review on that. We didn't really get to do any review. So, I mean, it, it's more like Chicken wanted another house show, so perfect record be damned. Him having the belt, that really doesn't matter. But we're back here, real pay-per-view tonight. AEW, big show, big time feel. And we've got another one coming up next weekend as well. WWE Survivor Series, although, good God, it doesn't feel like it. Not even in the slightest, but we'll we'll touch on that when the time comes, when the time is right. So tonight, it's all about AEW, but I did want to get your quick thoughts. Did you have any thoughts about Crown Jewel? Really, the only thing I had coming out of that was probably the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match that that was the best thing on the entire card as expected to be I really enjoyed it that was the only thing anybody wanted to see exactly. like that was the what what and it wasn't even the match it was what was Paul Heyman gonna do yeah and they, and they played it perfectly they, they left everything up to mystery and it's still just up in the air I love it this is a long-term storyline it's the only thing on WWE honestly worth talking about right now and, and it's what well what I love about crown jewel events is other than the one where they had to kind of undo what they did and give Bray Wyatt the universal title for all the good that did. Um, Which to me, that was the moment the worm turned in WWE personally was that hell in a cell match with Wyatt and Seth Rollins. That was the moment the whole worm turned for me. It's like, God fucking forbid you can even invest in the fiend. Not anymore. He's gone. So uh, yeah. So, and there's been speculation that he's going to show up tonight, Phil, Wyatt Rotunda, maybe he's gonna he's gonna he's be here. on a movie set now. If he they was, say this every fucking week, every week on Dynamite or Rampage, he's supposed to show up. Well, a big pay per view would be the one to do it now. Yeah, I, like nice. I my, what I suspect we're going to see the debut of the villain. Ah, and he's got all the scary uh, God, mask, please, but it's just that. slightly different. It is I. The villain. No, Here, no. I am a fiendish villain. Like it's just okay. the same mask, but it's got no. the big handlebar mustache on it. Like, no. nah, I will get you, Dudley. Do right. Like, uh, I had no idea how much I wanted to see that. Like, yes, yeah. stop that right now. You stop it. <laughs> Bray Wyatt's just writing this shit down like a madman. This is fucking brilliant. Like, but yeah, that. I can see it. That, that's now, the mind of a fucking madman, Phil. I mean, I, I understand they booked him into numerous corners, but let's not pretend that a lot of that wasn't his fucking brainchild. So whatever he's allowed to do, if he does show up in AEW, yep. it's, it's going to be pretty kooky. Same mask, but with the handlebar mustache. I love it. Yep, that's his new gimmick. The villain. Because he can't be the fiend anymore. WWE owns the fiend, so he's just, yeah. it is I that fiendish devil the villain like yeah, well let's let's start off with that since we're on the topic i, I do you this can be a tiebreaker point if it comes down to it does okay. bray wyatt show up tonight on aew i think he does you think he does wow. i think he does i'm going with no okie dokie no 
So I'm guessing Chicken's probably going to copy you on that one. Well, uh, well, I mean, I did win the belt at the last AEW show, so it would be the smartest thing he could do. Ouch, ouch. I mean, yeah, he does have to research. He's probably going to watch this video again like at least three times before he sends his predictions in. But uh, yanked. Ah. Too bad Chicken isn't here. I would have. I would have had a bet for him. Well, you know, you he's, can he's... stop that yank because every time you make bets with chicken, <laughs> uh, chicken ends up winning shit. So you, you can just lay off that for a month. Uh, All right, so... let's start in on this card. There's ten matches. There's one on the pre-show. Uh, I'm gonna try to get these in somewhat of a you know unquestionable order. We're gonna start off with the pre-show. Well, that ain't it. But all right, we're gonna start with this one since it's what came up. Good God, my tabs are not labeled correctly. So this is where we're starting, folks. We have got the Young Bucks and Adam Cole versus, versus Jungle the Boy. Super Click. Oh, wait. No, no, shut up. Jungle it's Boy, Luchasaurus. Click. You stop that. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage versus Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Uh, I, I think this is probably what's going to be the start to the actual show, not the pre-show. This will be like the opening of the actual pay-per-view because the Bucks – tend to try to put themselves on first so they can get all their shit in exhaust the crowd and then everything you see after that is just like oh well we've seen it because they fucking just did everything so yeah i, I guess this, oh this I'm, one will guessing. be a feast for the eyes it'll be a fun match and uh <laughs> as much as i'd say it, the jurassic express makes really fun tag matches to watch and christian um yeah, that guy seems to know a thing or two about tag matches, I, I expect. He's been so in a couple. He's been in a couple of pretty well-known oh, ones, even. Bill, this is not going to be a tag team match. No, no, no. It, it's going to be a team match, one team versus another team, but there is going to be a point yeah. where you'll, if we were sitting in the same room, you go, Phil, who's legal right now? And I'd be like, Tony, just, just, just Tony, can you... Can you just stop it? Just... I want you to look at this real close, Phil. This is uh, this is a false count inter- anywhere match. This is oh, going to fuck. be a fucking shit show. This is this not going is... to be. There's no, going to be some be giant stunt that's going to involve one yeah. of these people, probably Jungle Boy, jumping onto the other five opponents, and then for some reason they have to get up, do another finish, and then make the cover. But uh, yeah, uh, that's I... a that's a reference to the the Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, which to me is like they could have just ended it at the crossbody off the cage. It should have been it. But yeah, yeah. imagine that watching a Bucks now match going. Why didn't they just go home there? My prediction is going to be a pretty simple one. Bucks and Cole. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in 100% agreeing. You, you can't go back fucking to the last put Cole in the losing column. The, the Young Bucks are not going to drop two matches in a row on pay-per-view. No, they're getting their win back here tonight, and it'll like, be fine. Well, I mean, they did just lose a lot of authority backstage. So I was going to say, so long as they have that backstage authority, they will never lose two pay-per-view matches in a row for the rest of their lives. But <laughs> a little bit of that got peeled back, so we'll see. But now you yeah. can't put Adam Cole in the losing column this soon, even though, you know, like Jungle Boy, he's starting to have, you know, his stock is rising. Christian, though, he can eat a pin and it's not going to affect him. Same thing well, with Luchasaurus. Either one of them could eat a pin and it's not a big deal. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is Bucks, Cole, 100%. Uh, Adam Cole, go- baby! Where do they go with Adam Cole from here? Obviously, he's going to have to do his assing around with the CM Bucks. Punk. And, uh, 
it'd be a great match, but there's nothing much there after that. But there doesn't have to be. But I'm talking. Well, we're going to be Adam saying Cole. that. We'll be saying that again here in a little bit. So don't. Worry. I, I'm talking long term, Adam Cole. I like that they're teasing the fish reunion with him. The rest of the undisputed era could eventually be showing up in AEW as well. Then you could actually have a, a real stable warfare that people would actually be interested in. The original undisputed era versus the elite if they could do something like that my god can you imagine the droves of nxt fans who gave up on that disaster of a fucking art project who would tune into this program to see something like that that would be fantastic but yes moving along we're in a hundred percent agreement. this is this is no question i would bet money on this one that the bucks and cole walk out the victors here uh yeah i can't really disagree on that one at all because Adam Cole is, he was the big shocker that all eyes were on at the last pay-per-view because everyone was expecting somebody else. Yeah, but Jesus. There's Adam Cole, which is the perfect way to bring him in, actually. Talk about getting a big pop and a big exciting arrival and then just having it shit on immediately because Brian Danielson's a... Well, let's face it, way more... Uh, or wait, he can't that do that. Crowd. He just does this now. Hi, everybody. Yeah. How we all doing? Raising the roof over here. Good whoop, God. whoop. Like, all right, I, let's, let's I kind of hope he starts back. doing that. <laughs> we'll circle back the roof, whoop, whoop. to the, uh, the actual pre-show match. This is what uh, is on the pre-show. If you're going to watch this, this is your AEW buy-in. I still hate that. But whatever doesn't matter. This is uh, this is a throwaway match, unfortunately, because Thunder Rosa's really, really good. I really, really like her. Sheeta has her moments, but uh, God, if if she's not super familiar with the the opponent, which she is with Rose, not that it matters because she's terrible. Sheeta has a lot of missteps. Uh, Jamie Hader's actually done fairly well since arriving in AEW, so I don't know what to expect. So now this here. is a really bad like pro promo card like if you knew nothing about the event would you be able to tell me whether this was a fatal four-way or a tag team match exactly this is so busy and i that's why i don't like the full gear makeup scheme because it's so busy in the background it's so busy in the foreground and everybody involved in the matches that you preview look at this it's just like you have no idea what's going on here fatal four-way tag team match two on one honestly i don't know this is this is very confusing it's very busy and it is a tag team match of Rosa and Sheeta versus Rose and Hater. This is throwaway. What do you think? I'm giving it to Thunder Rose and Sheeta. Uh, yeah, exactly. Nyla Rose had a reasonably good run on top during a very strange time in our world. And so when she was the champion, all eyes were on AEW because there was nothing else to watch. It was, we were at the peak of COVID and never, no, the future was uncertain. Outcomes they were frail. The ball with Nyla oh, Rose. they should have, like, if they would have promoted her properly, fucking like, Donald Trump and Joe Biden should have known who she was during the yeah. campaign trail. They, they like this could have been historic. This could have got headlines the likes of which we've never seen. And instead, it was just no. Nah, it was not. Okay. It's not been good. But I'm. I'd, I'd be more upset about the booking of Nyla Rose if she could actually back it up in the ring. But we know that's not the case. Well, and... you book around the skills that she has, like you always do with big guys, because big it's or big, men, big women, style. like she's she's taking up, like she's doing the awesome Kong, uh, which awesome Kong yeah. was also kind of like what I always called the King Kong Bundy role, because uh, King Kong Bundy, big guy, very good, very intimidating in the ring, but 
physically limited. So you don't fucking book him in matches where people are throwing him around all this over onto other people and injuring their fucking legs. Yes, yes. So Nyla Rose should have been given the big woman booking. She should have booked her like, you know, somewhere between Kane, if you will, just destroying everybody, leaving them in a waste for three months. Yes, could have, would have, should have. It's AEW. They let everybody do everything that they want that they saw on a fucking VHS tape when they were in fucking high school backyard wrestling. No match structure needed. This is AEW. You let these people who are not classically trained go out there and do whatever they want, and you're going to end up with matches like Nyla Rose. I'm sorry. Watch, watch Chicken shit take Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose and win the whole I thing. hope he does. I <laughs> hope he does. If he had any balls, if he had any balls whatsoever, he would pick, uh, yes, Rose and Hayter. All right, so we've wasted enough time on the pre-show. Let's move down the card. Thunder Rosa will be good in that match, though. Oh, she's always good. Always. Let's uh, let's talk about a match that's kind of a last minute putting on the card, if I can pull up the correct one here. <sighs> Pack and Cody. Pack and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Now, Idolo. tell me, this is gonna this could be a really good match, uh, but there's no booking surrounding it. There's really no history between. The four men, yeah, there's history between individuals, but there's history between Cody and Malachi. Yeah, there's some history between Pac and Andrade. Um, yeah, now so... that's fine, but this is just it seems so out of place. But yes, we've seen Pac versus or we've seen Pac and uh, Andrade have a match, we've seen Cody and Malachi have three singles matches now, I believe. So I, I get why they're not doing single matches, but. I don't know what their goal is here other than to maybe finally end these cycles that they're on with these guys, maybe give them something new to do. I don't know, but I love pack uh, when Cody dumbs it down a little bit and gets out of his own way. His matches are really fucking good. If you ignore all the extra bullshit that goes with him, Malachi black is I, I've been a fan of him ever since I first saw him. And doesn't matter if he was in NXT WWE or AEW, he's really damn good really special he's doing a little bit of wonky shit because of course the handcuffs are off and now you're allowed to do the wonky shit whether it works or not inspiration cody uh and andrade is really technically sound so it's not like this is going to be bad by any means it's just probably not going to be a lot of sense to it this is you're going to hate me here but this is one of those that i predict could be a potential sleeper match of the year candidate oh it could be huge could be now what thing, now let, let me tell you what you're worried about. You're worried about that in the middle of this match, Arn Anderson's going to give Malachi Black a spine buster, and then Diamond Dallas Page is going to give him a diamond cutter, and then at one point, Cody Rhodes' newborn child is going to give Andrade El Idolo a bionic elbow, and then Cody's going to make the cover after that, and the whole Nightmare family is going to celebrate in the ring. Am I yeah, close that's basically, to what you're... Yeah, exactly, because Cody can't get out of his own way. He thinks he has to book everything into every match he has. Here's the thing. Cody thinks he has to do fan service in every match, and here's the thing. The fans fucking hate him right now, so if you give fans that hate you currently fan service, they're going to hate it. For fuck's sake, Cody, dial it back. Go out, have a good match. Just have a really good match because you are more than capable of doing that. Go out, have a really good match. You know what? A lot of those haters are going to start to evaporate. But no, you won't get out of your own fucking way. You won't stop booking these epic 
stupid looking entrances and mid match shenanigans. Oh, the entrance is going to be awesome. Dramatics. Oh my God. Oh, I lost one match. I'm going to stand here in the middle of the ring and pretend I retire by leaving my boot because I saw my daddy do it. Oh, good God. About Just have the fucking match. Dusty did string a lot. Like he got a lot of retirement sympathy out of like 15 retirements that were never going to happen. So, you know, I mean, come on, that's, that's just a classic Rhodes family secret there. Tay. Read I mean, the well, room, read the room, Cody. The room doesn't like you right now. So less is more. Who do you will, like in this one? I will give you that. Tony. Like Cody seems to read the television audience a lot more than he reads the live audience. Hmm. Like that's mm. because the to the television audience, Cody comes across as fucking fucking A plus fucking baboo. Uh he's fucking yeah, like he's he comes across great, but like the live audiences seem to have a different interpretation of him. But so this one, I'm going uh Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Oh. I'm torn on this one. I could flip a coin because, like I said, there's no rhyme or reason to this. There's no actual future for these guys as teams. So this is... Uh, uh, I think they'll uh, both be tag team champions. The, by the, the smart money says Black and Andrade because uh, Cody got the win on Black in their last meeting. And I'm, I'm trying to remember, but for the life of me, I can't remember who won between Pac and Andrade. I think it was Pac. So, you know what? I'm... Uh, I'm, yeah, I got to agree. I'm going black and uh, Andrade just because I, somebody's probably going to say to Cody, hey, you can't win this match. <laughs> what? Win this I'm doing can't. no job they in front of no. Right now. I'm doing no job in front of 300,000 people, baby. Oh, wait, 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 what? What, what was that? Just yeah. suddenly the, the spirit of his father just like, like no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You're yeah. a Rhodes, baby. You don't do no job in front of no hundred thousand <laughs> people, baby. Uh, so there is yep. that. So if Chicken does pick Cody and Pack, he's you know, I'm not hating his chances because there is that whole, you know, I mean, there is yeah, that whole dusty. Yeah, it's, it's a like, 50-50. I, I just ain't doing no job in front of all these people, baby. So that that could definitely happen. But alrighty, moving We've onward, got- upward. Yes, we've got an actual tag team match with actual tag teams in it, and uh, that that includes two champions. We've got the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, versus the AAA Tag Team Champions, F-T-R. Now, Lucha Brothers do a lot of, uh, well, Lucha shit. The team of FTR is able to slow them down a bit and get a good, sensible match out of them. We've seen it already. Can they do it again on a bigger stage? I'm guessing not as successfully because there's probably going to be a lot more theatrics in this one. I don't know. I'm hoping for another really good match. I love FTR, no matter the booking, no matter how bad it is. You would The smart money here says since FTR beat him the first time to win the AAA tag titles... Lucha Brothers are going to get their win back and retain the titles. How are you thinking? I'm thinking they're going to finally do the look at FDR, this utterly decorated tag team. Basically going to kind of copy in the 
in the monicum of uh, Kenny Omega and look at these belt collecting tag teams. And that's why I'm giving it to FTR against my better judgment. I mean, Lucha brothers just won the tag team championships and AEW does like extensive lengthy title reigns to give legitimacy. So to me, the smart money would go Lucha brothers, but I'm going to go crazy here and I'm going FTR. I want, I want to pick FTR. I think the smart money is FTR. But the Lucha Brothers did lose the first match. And, oh man, I, I hate having AEW do 50-50 booking because they don't have to do that. So I, I'm going to pick the Lucha Brothers because I think I think too often you see, especially with like the tag team titles now, it's kind of become commonplace where team wins it and then loses it on the next big show. Give the Lucha Brothers, they've been there since the very beginning. They've been a staple of this promotion. Give them another pay-per-view victory defense with the titles. They want them at the last big one. They defend them on this one. After that, maybe they'll drop them. Because I, I, eventually FTR is going to have the belts again. I don't think we're going to see it till next year. I got the Lucha Brothers. All righty. We got some differences here, folks. All right. So... And this, this, oh God, I really want this to be good. I really, really, really want this to be good. Fingers crossed. Love FTR. That's another one that could be a sleeper potential match of the year, at least tag match of the year. Um, now, Tony, I know you're skeptical because Lucha Bros matches are another one of those matches of, hey, Phil, who's legal? Yeah, exactly. Tony, just, but. I think that actually might be something that FTR utilizes in this match where they like referee. No, he's not legal. He's legal. And you got Tully Blanchard there fucking running the, Hey ref. No, he's not legal. Like that could actually work well in match psychology to make the fans hate him. Like, Oh, just let the Lucha brothers jump around <laughs> the ring and do their Lucha. What the fuck? And it's like, yeah, that that's, that's where I think the FTR is going to really shine. Let's move up to the women's title match. We've got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, the AEW Women's World Champion, versus up-and-comer Ty Conti. Ty Conti. Ty Conti. Full credit to King Ross. Uh, or I guess he's Here not king it. anymore. I mean, he, I am still the king. He no longer is. So, you know, I, I understand. I understand. But uh, I'm going to have to go with Dr. Britt baker on this one why because i don't see any da dmd behind ty conti's name now do i is she a certified dentist no no so with that logic amazing i'm giving it, I'm giving it to dr Britt baker amazing breakdown there phil uh, i'm gonna go a different <laughs> logical route now uh i i think given that baker has basically had the best year of any consistently Britt Baker has had the best 2021 of really any female on a major platforms roster. Look at WWE. It's been pretty up and down for all the women across those brands. If you look at AEW, it's been all Britt Baker all year long. I don't think there's any reason to take the belt off of her at this point. Ty Conti's an up and comer. She's very popular with the crowd, but this is not the time. I don't think she's ready for it. She's not the promo that Baker is. Not even close. Baker still got the support of the crowd, even though she's technically a heel. I think this is easily a Dr. Britt Baker win. Easy defense. Easy retain. 
Good, probably going to be an all right match, but yeah, Baker comes out of this one. Still the champ, hands. Oh, down. Uh, obviously, and I gotta say, I do like the AEW Women's Title. Uh, just how it looks like the old belt that like Bruno San Martino used to wear. Mm. I, I just love that. Like, you, granted, WCW was kind of when belts got to their peak, big gaudiness, and then after that, it kind of got. That high watermark started. I'm just glad they made the the main plate on that one a little bit bigger. It was so undersized when uh, Sheeta had it. I kind of liked it that way, though. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't. Let's move on to what should be a fucking stellar. And I'm curious, who do you have and why is it Brian Danielson? Oh, man, this is so honestly, like I'm only 70 percent thinking it's Danielson. I think there's a 30 percent chance that they could move Miro forward in this. He could win this whole thing, theoretically speaking, because he would be a great opponent for a world title. He can be plugged into that spot. He can have a really good match with, if it were Paige, if it were Omega, it would still be really good. And you'd believe Miro in that role. But yeah, they've been teasing the Brian Danielson challenging for the title since day one of his first appearance. So Yeah, it's going to be Brian Danielson, but this is going to be a fucking great match. Like, they've had matches before under the E, all right? And that's what they're going to have here, but the handcuffs, of course, are coming off. They're going to be allowed to do some spots that they were not allowed to do in the E. So this is going to be be a barber. Two really good technical guys. Here is side... I'm still going with Brian Danielson, but if Miro were to win... Somehow, some way, Brian Danielson's gonna find a way to make it a triple threat match <laughs> and then win. Like, yeah, so, yeah. so, like, that's there is uh, that. Brian Danielson. He's sneaky about getting them three ways. I bet when he's in the, the old folks' home, like, wheeling himself around, <laughs> it wasn't just in the ring. I had a lot of sneaky three ways. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I wonder. I think he's, uh, I think he's ever gotten the Bella twins to never mind, never mind. <laughs> Oh, oh, Tony, you mean you were just thinking, saying the thing out loud that every single person yeah. has been thinking for the last several years? Okay. No, I uh, didn't. I didn't actually say it, Phil. You're no, inferring. no, you didn't. You didn't. You're no, inferring no. what I was thinking. Yeah. Totally oh, yeah. Just way. pure inference, folks. Let's move pure along. Inference. Let's move along. This mind read, folks. Match. Mind reading is not real. This match should be match of the night. This is going to be so damn good. I don't give a shit. This, I am. I'm looking forward to this so, so much. MJF, Darby Allen. You have got the two linchpin young guys, the two of the pillars of this promotion. People absolutely love Darby Allen. And he's unique and special enough that he's won over Jim Cornette, the curmudgeon. So, yeah, that should tell you something. And on the other hand, MJF's own parents hate him. Exactly. That should which, say volumes all about these is, two guys alone. That alone, when, when I saw that, that was like, wow, MJF cutting a promo on his parents and then his parents cutting a promo on him again. Talking about how they apologize to the world for bringing him on, into this world. And like, we apologize to everyone for making MJF and we don't know where we went wrong with him. And then MJF got, well, my mom was always a slut. And like, oh, God damn, dude. <laughs> Fucking brutal. He's amazing. He's the best heel in the business. There's, It's not even a question at this point. I I love everything he does. And Darby is just, it doesn't matter what match he's in. He's going to 
lay his shit in and look like a fucking speeding bullet doing it. I think these guys are going to have a really good match. This one might be really, really memorable. This could be easily matched tonight if this doesn't dissolve into chaos. And I hope it doesn't. We already know Sting's going to be there, and you're going to have Wardlow and Spears hanging around. So there's going to be some convoluted shit. But the match as a whole, this should be fabulous. So all that being said, why are you picking MJF? Because he is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and he is better than you, but not quite better than me. So, <laughs> yes, MJF. Um, this is a tough one because Darby needs the win. MJF needs the win. They both kind of had a few more losses as of late than I would like. The difference is like, so the question is whose character can be the most unaffected by the loss? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And I, I, uh... I would almost say give Darby the win if I was the booker. Um, but I think it's going to be MJF taking the W. I think it's going to be MJF, uh, unfortunately for Darby, because he's kind of been established as a guy who can eat the loss, and it's not going to affect him too terrible down the road because they'll be able to put him on TV. He'll get a little bit of steam back, and here in a few months' time, they'll make him lose another big match. But he, he's kind of the career underdog, and if you give him too many top-tier wins, maybe he loses that luster. Now, granted, I know that's not what they're thinking, but that's kind of the reason he's been able to survive a lot of the losses that he has up to this point and maintain the level of popularity that he has. MJF, on the other hand, spent an entire year, basically, getting circle-jerked around with the inner circle and Chris Jericho, and that goddamn stable warfare disaster fire I'm so glad that's over. I'm so glad he's working with somebody like Darby Allen right now because he has got to wash the stink of Chris Jericho off of him. Well, Chris Jericho say, damn near ruined MJF. Oh, Tony, what Chris Jericho did was no. show just how much he was listening to Hulk Hogan when he was in WCW yeah. and Hogan's last run in WWE because yeah. Chris Jericho saw something that was over and he said, okay. How can I get him to smear some of that over on me? And whatever he, whatever condition he's left in when I'm gone, who cares? That doesn't work for me, brother. Uh, so yeah. basically, Hulk Hogan, bas or Chris Jericho, just Hulk Hogan all over MJF's fucking rising star. And yeah, young kids in the business, watch out. Keep your eye out for when. Uh, I'm sorry, that just don't work for Jericho, brother. <laughs> couldn't agree more phil that was unfortunate for mjf but he's coming out of this thing mostly unscathed people still believe him as a top tier heel and that's exactly what he is so yes mjf is going to come out of this one victorious spoiler alert uh, he's he's the one that's gonna benefit the most and do the most with a win so yeah i i usually got mjf in this one yeah. How about be. this one, Phil? I know you're fucking excited about it. We've oh, got the CM match Punk we've all been waiting for, folks. I was about to say, speaking of a match that maybe it might be good, but what the fuck do you do before, during, and afterwards? CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. You know, when Punk first showed up, we were like, oh my God, think of all the amazing matches we can have. We can do a match with Brian Danielson now that will actually be really fun to watch. He can do a match with Kenny Omega. Dude, that match with Darby Allen was fucking incredible. And of course, eventually, eventually, CM Punk versus Sting. And, uh, and Eddie Kingston. <laughs> 
Yeah, instead we're getting Eddie Kingston, one of the Dark Order jobber guys. Uh, now, the here's the thing. Eddie Kingston. Dark and Hobbs. He's a good promo. I'll give him that. But... No, no, no. Eddie Kingston's one of the best promos in the company. Well, scratch that. Eddie Kingston's True. one of the best promos. I'm not best on contract in AEW. Yeah, he's he's currently, I'll give you that, Tony. I am not currently under contract with AEW. So, uh, you know, obviously if I was, I would be blowing Eddie Kingston out of the water. I mean, it wouldn't even be close. So, uh, but this one is... The promo just... alone that Punk and Kingston had on Rampage of all fucking places. My God, why do you bury the genius that is Punk on the mic and Kingston having their big blow-up promo on Rampage, and then all they do on Dynamite, they try to do a fake pull-apart in the parking. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you wasting the best stuff on the death spot of Rampage? Not even Punk is bringing in numbers on that goddamn show. Jesus. Oh, like, to me, it's like CM Punk's gonna do the CM Punk match, and everyone's gonna love it, and it's... It is one of those that you got to be careful who you feature him with because, like, putting him in there with like Eddie Kingston, this is going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal because, you know, like the next pro wrestler that I meet is going to be Eddie Kingston now. Uh, because, like, just I'm going to be in an airplane. Oh, wow, it's Eddie Kingston. But no, like, I don't know if this necessarily raises Eddie Kingston's star up as much as it pulls CM Punk's star down. I, I unfortunately think it's the latter because I, I love the promo work between these guys and the build for this match has been fantastic. The match itself, CM Punk's going to be great. Kingston's going to have an Eddie Kingston match and that's not always great. I mean, I, that's nothing against Kingston's work. He's just a different style. So can these two find a common ground workaround and have a match that stands out? That I don't know. I think it's probably going to be a little more catered to Eddie's style, and I don't think that's going to help Punk in the long run. But we both know that CM Punk is going to win this match. Yeah, that's un it's unfortunate. Like Eddie Kingston, uh, it's kind of like Mil Moskris. He has the Mil Moskris match, and that's the match that he has. Eddie Kingston has the Eddie Kingston match. And I'm wondering if CM Punk's going to be able to fit into that puzzle piece there because, like I said, there's the CM Punk match, there's the Eddie Kingston match. Can they actually put them together into something that's unique to see? Possibly. I just hope that CM Punk's the one that's uh, driving this bus. Nah, I I want to see Punk Danielson. I want to see Punk Omega. We've just got to. I understand why Punk came back and he's trying to work these matches with a lot of the up and coming talent and a lot of the fan favorites like Kingston. I get it. But you are devaluing CM Punk. He still comes out. He gets the best reaction out of everybody on the roster every week. He has these matches, and he makes everybody he works with look a thousand times better because he's CM Punk. But there's a reason that Brock Lesnar's value is still as high as it is because you aren't watered down with Brock Lesnar. CM Punk can't bring the Rampage ratings up, okay? That's the difference. You get CM Punk every week. You get him on the B show and you put him against guys like Eddie Kingston and it's going to water him down. It's not Brock Lesnar anymore. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting worried about here is like CM Punk is a huge star. He's the biggest get and he's just becoming one of the boys. He's just one of the, one of the guys now. And so that's, unfortunate now maybe they're gonna turn it all around at the end of this match they're like oh it's so now i think tony honestly what a lot of this 
the reason that he gets a lot of the hate he does, Eddie Kingston, is because he was the guy that sold the cold, wet fart of an exploding ring match like he had just been concussed with something. Now, he had no way of knowing this, but the fact that he, I think, now it was a great match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley, and I hope the best for John Moxley and his sure, uh, yes. recovery. But th- it was Eddie Kingston that came out and sold that freaking just cold, wet fart of an explosion. Oh, and God. so the I think a lot of that stink is still on him. To be yeah, honest, the the disaster that was the exploding ring flub. I uh, Kenny tried his hardest. Kingston tried his hardest to come out of that without looking like a complete schlub. But even then, it, it is. You're right. There's still a stink. There's still an R. I saw it today again for the first time in a while. I'm like, God, it really is as bad as I remember it. It really, truly is. Omega's smartest thing he did was get the fuck to the back and be nowhere near that thing when it went off. He shouldn't have been in the match to begin with. It's just ridiculous. But no, and Kingston wasn't even a match. But he's the one that came out looking the worst of it. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Unfortunately, Kingston's never going to be a, a world champion caliber talent, even though he is on the mic. So yeah, he like if he were to be signed by WWE, he would be like, oh my god, like just an amazing mouthpiece for the likes yeah. of like a Bobby Lashley or a Drew McIntyre or something like that, where he could just really just fucking let loose on the stick and uh he could also take the bumps too he could get beaten up and thrown around which is something really big for now granted adam cole left the company for being offered such a role so i can understand why some folks don't. but you know hey eddie kingston when you're done making your artwork and you want to make your money work that's my recommendation when it's time to <laughs> Time to cash that check because, uh, right, let's be frank, a lot of folks are going to places like AEW and New Japan because they're wanting to do their artwork. Okay, they've had, like, John Moxley, he's done his money work. He wants to do some artwork now. And Bray Wyatt, I, er, Wyndham Rotunda, I don't even know what we would call his last two and a half years. I don't oh, know what. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, man. yeah, so that'll be, like, well, do we call that his artwork, his money work? I don't know. Speaking of starving artist level entertainment, let's move on to the next one. We've got the uh, Inner Circle versus American Top Team. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's Santana, Ortiz, Hager, Guevara, and Jericho versus Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, fucking those will be the folks, Santos, those will be the people that Andre Orlovsky, and Dan Lambert, Jim Cornette cosplay. I, you know... As much as I love the inner circle here, they're a great fucking team and they've actually provided some pretty good entertainment. Uh, they were part of, a, you know, 2020's match of the year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, seriously, Phil. So anywho, uh, continuing on. I think the fact that they pulled in these huge mixed martial arts stars like Andre Arvlosky, which he's not as big in the MMA world as he used to be, but the thing is he was huge when UFC had its biggest amount of television and main network exposure. So Andre Arvleski is kind of one of those, it's kind of like in politics. I remember Frank Luntz talked about like, I'm shocked that people in politics don't try to get into Hollywood considering how well known they are. 
Mm-hmm. Like when he was talking about like 2005, 2006, John Kerry could go to Hollywood if he wanted to. He's just so fucking well known. And uh, the thing, same thing with Andre Obleski. And so he's, I got a feeling this is kind of a springboard for him to get into more Hollywood roles. Um, Junior Dos Santos is just having fun. And w- from what I've heard, he's a natural. He takes right to it. I'm going to give this to him. According to Jericho. It's good. Well, okay. Yes. So he sees somebody that's got some, he's somebody that's over. So Jericho's going to try and get some of that rub on him. So, oh, God damn it. Jericho's going to pin Junior Dos Santos. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, that's, that's not my prediction. But okay. if that does, if that does come to fruition, we are playing that back. God damn it. Uh, but no, I got American top team. Really? Uh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm They're the big the inner stars. circle. I'm going with the inner circle, hands down. And let me tell you why. Uh, I like Santana Ortiz if they weren't in the inner circle because they could actually be having good tag team rivalries and matches with the right people like FTR away from the fucking stable warfare. They could be having those matches. But right now they're still handcuffed to the inner circle. Guevara's proved that he doesn't need the inner circle anymore. He's got the TNT title. He's having good matches outside of the group. He can do that. He doesn't need to be there anymore. And they completely flubbed turning him heel and leaving the group. So I don't know why they did that. Hager's just there. Hager's doing Hager stuff. And uh, hello, Ashton. And Jericho at this point is just doing the stuff that Chris Jericho has fever dreams in the middle of the day of and goes, gosh, that's a great idea. And then they just diarrhea that shit all over television. I don't care that he used to be a solid worker, which he's still decent. I don't care that he used to be one of the best promos in the business. He's not now. At the point in the career that he's at, he doesn't need to be the star of the show, and he's not. He's not the demo god. That went away real quick. All that being said, he's going to win this fucking match. He's going to pin Dan Lambert. That's how this ends. Dan Lambert's going to be the last fucking guy on American Top Team in the middle of the ring, and Chris Jericho's going to make him tap out because that's how this thing's going to end. I guarantee it. You know I'm right. I hate you. Because, like, I I think even Chris Jericho knows to not have, like, even he doesn't have the temerity to go, okay, uh, Andre Vlesky, Junior Dos Santos, I'm going to tap you out both in the middle of the ring. Like, I think even Still, he's... No, he's going to knock both of them out with the Judas effect. With that back elbow and... Yeah. Oh, God. No, this Jake is Hager's... This going to be a shit show. Jake Hager's going to be the one that's like, hey, so Junior, what if you thought, like, maybe I, like, tapped you out in the middle of the ring and just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like... going to be a mess. I am now, not the main reason I think that it's probably going to be American top team is because... Junior Dos Santos is going to have the very legitimate argument of you expect me to go back to Brazil and not have people try to like beat my ass everywhere I go. Now, Grant, good luck. I mean, it'd take like 15 of them, but like, look at if I lose to Sammy Guevara, if I lose to fucking Santana Ortiz, if I lose to Chris Jericho, like Jake Hager is the only one that I could see like, He's the only one with enough legitimacy to the point where I could see either of the mixed martial arts guys laying down for. And that's for Uh, like a a, a fuck you, I tricked you roll up pin. Look at who is on American Top Team in this match. You've got Vanilla Sky, I mean, uh, Scorpio Sky. You've got Ethan Page who fought himself. They're going to be the ones taking all the bumps. Yeah. 
he is Ethan Page wrestled himself on a green screen. You've got two former UFC guys, and you've got Dan Lambert. This is not a recipe for success. The inner circle has been there since Dynamite's debut. This is just Chris Jericho getting another win on Chris Jericho's list. That's what the list of Jericho is now, beating everybody he can before he can't fit into the spandex and get into the ring anymore. Inner Circle wins this, and this is going to be an absolute disaster shit show of a match. And it's going to end the way I said, with Dan Lambert tapping out to the walls of Jericho. A Minneapolis street fight. What's that mean, Phil? Uh, Fights that might spill into the streets of no, minneapolis for a minute i don't know oh joy could it god i hope it does no you know what that means tony no disqualification which means oh. lazy booking yeah wait, that's... let's work around all the guys that it can't actually wrestle matches by introducing weapons i'm sure that'll end safely i was about to say could you like how much of a chicken would you start to shit if like all right <laughs> i'm in this match and oh, good, Junior Dos Santos or Andre Arvlosky is about to swing a kendo stick at me. I'm sure oh, this God. is going to be nice and soft. Ugh. I'm sure they're going to take care of me, not lay their shit in to make it look good. <laughs> but oh, yeah, you know, the like they're just going to go to fucking work on you. Oh, yeah, with you know, Arvlosky and Dos Santos, are, they're so well known for pulling their punches. Yeah, yeah. Just ask like uh the 40 dudes that they've knocked out collectively between the yeah. two of them. Like <laughs> yeah, like I'll never forget it like it was a long long time ago. It was like UFC like wasn't even in the 50s yet. Andre Ovlesky was getting fucking big. They had this like big Paul dude named Paul. It's like, yeah, I beat a couple of people up, but he was kind of like he had a dad body like me, okay? But he, he'd beaten a couple guys up. And they get ready. Andre Ovleski just slips, gets one fucking overhand right, right to the fucking mush. He just goes, and like passes out on top of Ovleski. Then, then Ovleski's like, yeah! Like, ah, shit. MMA's becoming just like Mike Tyson pay-per-views. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know oh. those were the good old days. Now we know. But yeah, so I, I suspect I, I'm sorry, I gotta go with top team on this. Like now, granted, go ahead. maybe it's just my mixed martial art time in MMA and like when I was training in MMA, American top team was just the fucking shit. Like to me, I personally, if I would have had the choice between Greg Jackson and top team to train, I probably would have picked top team. That's just my personal. So again, there's some personal bias coming into this, so you got to take that for what it is. But I'm going um, with yeah. top team. My personal bias went the other way, and I picked the guy that I don't want to see win to win. So, yeah. Let's move on to the main event. Unfortunately, that sometimes works. Let's move on to the main event. We've got the AEW World Title on the line. This isn't even the right graphic, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> Jesus. Ah. Ace's show here tonight, folks. Ace's show. We got Kenny Ace. Omega, the world champion, versus Hangman Adam Page. Holy shit, folks. This has been one that they've been building to for quite some time. Now, I really think that these two, their chemistry is absolutely fantastic. So there's really no reason to think that this isn't going to be just an absolutely stellar match. You know that these guys know each other in and out. They've 
been a team. They've been tag team champions. These guys are a well-oiled machine. We've seen the matches. This should be an absolute That's right. I was match. wrong. These two were in the match of the year in 2020. Uh, them versus the Bucks. Early yeah, that, 2020. Yeah, that, tag team that tag team match was pretty much the finest tag team wrestling I've seen in decades. So, and the psychology was a plus. The only thing yeah, that Tony was held up on, the only thing that Tony was held up on was who's legal right now. And I'm just like, just Tony, just, yeah. just, just Tony. God forbid we really, know who's just, the legal man in the tag. I'm team like Randy Marsh talking to Sharon. Just like, just really, just, just really Sharon. Just, just really just come on, Sharon. Just, just really. And so, yeah, that was, I, I really enjoyed that match. I think this one could be sweet, beautiful music. And Tony, I could go either way. I'm going to let you go first. I, I could go either way with this one too. See, that's that's the thing. This one's been building for a long time. They've been building Adam Page up to be the world champion for a long time now. But the booking in between, anytime he's on the path to the world title... Everything he does in between really seems to devalue him as a commodity. And it's it's really unfortunate because he is one of the better talents. But then they turn him into a bumblefuck drunk or they pair him with the dork order and he's doing stupid shit like riding around on a lawnmower. So unless you keep him consistent, it's hard to believe in him from the fan base. Even the hardcores would have trouble defending some of the booking that he's had. So I got to say... I don't know if the time is right yet to put the belt on him. This is the perfect chance to redeem him in the eyes of the fans. But he could also still end up coming up just short. Because you've also got to consider that we're expecting Brian Danielson to come out the number one contender. What would make more sense? Omega versus Daniel uh, Brian Danielson or Page versus Brian Danielson? I could go either way with that but I'm going to go with Kenny Omega to retain. I think it's going to be Omega and Brian Danielson, the next world title match, not Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. Gosh, this is tough. This is tough for me because everything you said made some sense, but also Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page has the potential to be oh, a barn absolutely. burner of a match. But the problem is that's not how they do things in AEW. God, I was this close to taking Hangman Page, honestly. Because, but that's not how uh, they do things in AEW. Smart money does say Page, honestly. That's the thing. That's the other thing. Because they've been building to this for so long, and you know that they don't have patience. And it doesn't matter how poorly somebody's booked; they will throw a belt on anybody. It you doesn't know matter. Just for you, KOE Nation, KOE Nation, which you can find me on KOE Nation YouTube, Twitch, and now TikTok. My kingdom expands. Just for you, KOE Nation. I'm going to fucking take the dive. I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to fucking push my chips really? all in here at full gear, and I'm going with Hangman Adam page folks right here at the revolutionary wrestling podcast yes hangman page folks it's the way we have to do it so it comes down to the main event so that we know folks we will know who will reign supreme as the champion here at the revolutionary wrestling podcast as your king of extreme so folks this is going to be an event be sure to tune in right 
here for any post coverage. And Tony, it sounds like you've got all kinds of folks starting to flood into your man cave. Uh, did yes. you get a video from Chicken in? I have not gotten anything from Chicken. So Chicken probably just watched all of our predictions, and now he's going to split the difference and try to backdoor us and retain that title. That fucking asshole. Uh, no we do, good. between you and I, we do have, it looks like three discrepancies. I've got Lucha, you've got FTR, I've got uh, Inner Circle, you've got Top Team, and I've got Omega, and you've got Paige. So between the two of us, there should be a clear and decisive winner. Now, if Chicken's not going to predict, I mean, he can go over and just, you know, forfeit it back to one of them. I mean, I guess that's just the way that's going to work. I mean, he's got until the opening of the show. Yeah. He's got yeah. until the show opener or that what the fuck the buy-in match buy -in. Uh, there we go he's got until the opening of the buy-in match to send you his predictions and then he will have forfeited his title to the king of extreme oh oh what what you're you're here no 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 you, i'm you're, you're i'm here too phil I'm no too. no no it's just it's all about phil koe don't you know that uh but well tony if that's the case and all other businesses ready if i may t yeah, go ahead, Phil. As I'm known to say around here, folks, all that being said, thank you for joining us here at the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast for our preview and prediction of AEW 2021. You can find the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Facebook at Big Bucket Empire. Folks, I am the devilishly handsome outlaw himself, your king of extreme, Phil Kaywee, the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that makes the other podcast cower. You can find me at KOE Nation on YouTube, KOE Nation on Twitter, Twitch, KOE Nation on TikTok, folks. You can find this man at Tony the Rod 2.0 on TikTok, as well as right here, Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. I can't wait to catch y'all later, folks. T, take it away. Yes, like Phil said, join us on all the social media platforms: Instagram, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook at Big Bucket Empire, YouTube, and all the like. And of course, he's right on TikTok. Tony the Rod 2.0, KOE Nation. Got to get those follows up, folks. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to us, the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, so you will be notified. Hit the bell so you know when we go live or when we upload the video of the results and the review. And we give our thoughts on the matches and break them down like only we can. It might be tonight. It might be tomorrow. But damn it, we're going to get it in one way or another. And it's going to happen. And you want to make sure that you are like, shared, and subscribed to the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast so you can have all the hard-hitting review talk. Folks, we will see you after the show to talk some results. Thank you for joining us. See ya. We're going to see if it just smooths itself out. Tell you what I'll do If I ever get back I promise to refabricate you Raging rivers of gold That's what the brochure advertised And now we're lost We gotta take it down let you get slow, it's hard to survive. Nice. And...